hi, this is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So, Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast um, done by MG and myself, and we um, we really want to just convey to you how we take our program out into our daily lives. We feel like um, as sisters in this recovery walk that it's easy to sit in a meeting or with a sponsor and remain sober. But when you're um, dealing with, you know, things out in the world with, um, you know, different things that come up, situations, trigger your, your family of origin stuff or your desire to act out, it might not be so easy. And we've kind of have some experience around that and we want to share that with you, our listener. And I feel like for my recovery, it's what I do for myself. So I don't know how to keep you sober. I just know how to keep myself sober. But I use a lot of tools. And I tell people if they're interested in checking out one program versus another, I'm like, there's gold in them, their hills. I mean, go and get the gold. Go on a mission to figure out what that group has to offer you. And I love that phrase, take what you like and leave the rest. And this is your life. This is your sobriety. This is your happiness. You are the only one responsible for your happiness. I'm not responsible for it. Elizabeth isn't responsible for it. Your mother, your spouse, your child, no one's responsible for your happiness except for yourself. And so Elizabeth thought that a good topic for today would be the eighth step. So my my thinking around this, I was driving over here to record with um, MG, and and it's August, it's August third, and um, it's a brand new month, and you know we we don't always talk about the steps a lot. We talk about because our audience we assume is multiple programs, and you know so sometimes it's if we're going to talk about a step, it's you know about you know in certain programs it's done differently, work differently. And even in one program, many, many different sponsors will work a, a step a different way. So I, you know, it's August, number eight. Eighth step is not a big um, fancy topic. There's not a lot of like, you know, it's not the spiritual topic and it's not the first step, you know, and it's definitely not the fourth. So it's kind of an obscure, you know, and I thought we could get some interesting information around this. I love it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read step eight. Okay. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And so when I go over this with my sponsees, I'm like, there's two parts to this. We're going to work on part one, which is made a list of all persons we had harmed. And then we're going to work on the next one the step, separately. Yes. Do you do it like that? Well, I, you know, I take every step and I go, there's an action in every step. And the action in step eight is made a list. Stop there. You do that part first. Make the list. Don't worry about what that means and what I'm going to have to do. Don't work step I nine. I, and don't go and call your qualifier or email him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You stay in that. Made the list. And, uh, you know, it's the verb. There's a verb in every, in every step. And, uh, BK, you know, made the list is that part. So, I yes, very similar. Right. 
And because uh, I experienced that in one program with Al-Anon that when I started making the list, I was like, I didn't hurt anybody. I hurt myself. And now that I know about being an avoidant, that I feel like I can say to someone that, you know, I did hurt in a way because I wasn't open and vulnerable with you. And, you know, I didn't like own my part of it. And, you know, the harm might be less than if it were like they were a victim of my um, it's like an omission. Addiction. It's like an right. omission. Like, I know you really wanted to be closer to me and I didn't give that to you. Right. That type of thing. Right. And so, you know, it doesn't I didn't say, let you in. <laughs> I didn't let you in and I didn't communicate and I didn't. And it, unable to communicate. Unable to communicate Which is still all. your part. You and, know? and there was harm. And so it doesn't say um, made a list of persons you had harmed a little bit. Or a lot. It just says harmed. And the whole exercise for me when I did it, and I think I see it with my sponsees, is that if we are searching and fearless in this step, like you know, we're told to do in the fourth step, it is really enlightening to see how we impact the world. And for me, I especially with sex and love addiction, I had to look at how I harm my qualifier. Because I thought I was the victim. No, he did it. Yeah. And when I realized that I did harm harm them, and like, you know, pretty severely. Because one guy thought I was his best friend. And when I told him that I loved him, and, you know, you can't live here anymore. <laughs> you got to get all your shit out by next weekend. It was, it was hurtful. Yeah, that's a blow. Yeah. It's a blow. So, and you know, too, I think that, like, um, even just becoming, so one of the, I love the way the steps are set up. And step seven is humbly ask God to remove these shortcomings. So it is those things. It, it's definitely the things that we've done by omission, you know, keeping my mouth shut when I should have said something, allowing somebody to mistreat you, and then, you know, you got to get your shit and get out, you know, allowing all of that without standing up and saying, what is this? This doesn't work for me. I don't like it. And instead of just sitting there wishing and hoping, and I am not pointing my fingers at you because I did the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. I harmed my qualifier by, you know, wishing and hoping he would change that he would do, you know, the stuff that I did. Unrealistic expectations. Oh man. Yes. Totally, totally. And it just like, you know, I remember so one time he went on a cruise and he told me like in April that he was going in September. But he never like when he left, he didn't say, hey, I'm going to be gone all next week or anything. Just, you know, see you when I get back. And I was so hurt by that, that he didn't say goodbye, that he was gone for like two weeks and never said anything or however long it was. And when he came... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he brought me this bag and it had um, like a t-shirt and a little shot glass in it that he brought for me and he gave it to me and I held it over the trash can and <laughs> How shitty were you, Elizabeth? <laughs> That's just The wrong. look on his face, he dug it out of the trash he picked it <laughs> and then left. <laughs> 
Well, I guess she didn't want it. Oh my god! And I like, and that I know I hurt his feelings. Now, like, okay, even and he was now thinking, he was probably thinking, oh yeah, he was doing this great thing. And even now, though, I'm I'm telling you, he deserved it. You know, <laughs> there's enough stuff like you know. But the thing is, is that I don't. That's not me. No. I I'm not. <laughs> You're not shitting like I'm that. not. I'm really not. Yeah. But I did that. And I like, I mean, it was so effective. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was bad. But I'm not. Like, it's that not. That look on his face. Not. He did it. So you can see that look on his face, you know. And it's hard on. All the times that he did stuff to me. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a retaliatory person. <laughs> Right, and I love that you mentioned that, you know, that you're going into step eight after... um, Humbly asking, yeah. Humbly asking after step seven. And uh, and I'll just read a little bit in the text from the Sex and uh, Love Addicts Anonymous. uh, This one sentence I really love. From the surrender to our powerlessness over sex and love addiction and then over ourselves, we had come to know ourselves more as we really were and had entered into a partnership with the power that could free us from the addiction and lead us into a new life. We had begun to develop spiritual qualities which we never had. And so that, and it says that the reason we do step eight is in order for us to begin making peace with other human beings. Well, and that, you know, that specific incident that I just shared with you is a perfect example, you know, it felt at the time that I was justified. If anybody knew my story, they would be like, well, yeah, you know, he deserved it. But in the rest of the steps leading up to step eight, I knew that, and that's just one thing. I mean, there's a whole list of them that I have done. And last night I went to um, this documentary. I was telling you about it earlier by um, Rachel Hollis. And she taught, she's, um, got this uh, conference that she does every year called Rise, and it's women ri- for women to rise to their level, to rise to a better level. To um, her, her hat said, "Made for more." You know, you are made for more than wherever you are, and um, she really likes to empower women to, you know, to strive and to, you know, whether it's you're in a toxic relationship, whatever it is, that you just strive and 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 move and get out of it. You can. And she works really hard at motivating and giving them, you know. So um, she has this exercise where they had like 30 statements. And they handed them out to all of the women at the conference. And then, um, so the statements were things like, I have been raped. Um, I have uh, been the victim of domestic violence. I've quit something that I've started. Things like that. Um, one, and one of them, the most powerful one, she that er, almost every woman um, stood up when they sh- they had them share this part was, I hate the way I look. And the whole pre concept of this exercise is, is you cannot move forward until you know where you know until you address the past. If you address all of the things that brought you, you where you are, mm-hmm. you know that are still hanging in there, mm-hmm. and you address them, then you can move forward and so they took this 
questionnaire and it was not they don't put their names on it or anything they fold it up and then they pass it around and it gets passed around like you know 20 times so you have no idea whose paper you're holding and then she says if you're it, she goes through each question and if your paper says that then stand up for your sisters and you know when they read the one like I hate the way I look she said almost every woman was standing and she couldn't believe out of you know 700 women that you know 680 of them were standing so but my point with all of that was is that that's what step seven is it's this examination you know of the the spiritual violations we've inflicted upon ourselves and then eight and nine is the to look at how it affects others right right and i've i've heard before like you know the steps up until eight are really kind of centered on like what's going on with me and you know looking at you know um really just what's going on with me my part in it you know the four step things like that and then but with seven we begin to turn outward towards a, a spiritual solution and so you know the first step is making the list which you know to me didn't seem like it was a difficult thing at the beginning oh i'll just make a list but then you know <laughs> then there's the second part <laughs> and then there's the second part and became willing to make amends and you know i've heard that you know the the qualifications for that are um soon in the future and hell no not ever is that was that am i getting it right mm-hmm. and uh so, well, um, I always say, can you do it now? Can you do it later? Can you put it in your, you know, can you write it and, and save it for some other right, day? Right, you right, know, right. Never, you know, like, and, and we can be never. Like, I had the one for my mother. Um, I, put, I folded it up and put it in my wallet. I had no intention of ever doing it. And I did it on a whim, you know, on a phone call. I was in the HEB parking lot on 20th. And she called me, and we started this conversation, and it was, it was perfect. And I just said, Mom, you know, I want to make amends to you for some things. And I, it was very short and very simple, and she was like, thank you. I appreciate that. That was it. Well, and it doesn't say make the amends. No, it says became willing. Yeah. And so how do you do that? How do you become willing? Right. So after I wrote the list of all those people who had harmed, and then I was like clear about what, how I had harmed them. And then for me, the willingness was just this quiet sort of like, okay, I can do that. And with you, there were some of the ones where it would have been um, unwise for me to speak out or to say those things to a qualifier or to reconnect with someone that had the potential to get um, activated again in my life and so that's um, you know where I wrote a letter about how I had harmed them that's you know getting over into step nine but you know becoming willing to write the letter was a piece of that that I was like okay well and I think so um for me the become willing part is always the discussion okay so here's this person Jane Doe and what's the harm Uh, you know I lied and stole and cheated and then what are we going to do here you know 
What what what's the amends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, can you call her? Can you find her? We've right. done this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, can you find her? Do you know where she is? Do you have her email? Do you have her contact? Can you call her? You know, what would that look like? Well, how do you think she would respond? What do you you know? And that discussion around it helps the other person go. Okay, I think I can do that. Right. And I think that's where the willingness comes in. Is, you know, and even sometimes we have to role play, you know, mm-hmm. I have to be mm-hmm. uh, a little, at, offer some guidance, like, look, you know, shorter's better, you know, mm-hmm. if you need to write a long ass letter to your mom, you can, but that's your work. That's my not, experience is, yeah. is that, you know, you know, when I, I think maybe two or three sentences with my mother and I didn't need to read this whole long letter I wrote, I'd been carrying around. It wasn't necessary. And I think shorter is better. And I didn't tell her, like, I'm working this program, Mom. No. And my sponsor's making me do... You know, There was none of that. It was just that I had this realization, and I wanted to apologize for it. Yeah, you don't need all... What it's called the exposition. You don't need all that extra. Yeah. But the becoming willing part is a piece of it. And I think that with you... It was sort of like I remember that there's something in SLAW that when you begin to do the work where it was recommended that uh, I go into no contact with all men, even gay men, because even gay men, if you're like hanging out, you know, things can happen. And I had my dear friend who I was like, even him? He's like safe. And it was like, yeah, even him. And so when I became willing to, you know, put that relationship and friendship on hold, you know, I think you said, well, you can still have contact with them. It's going to be more difficult. But you, I think, just wanted to see my willingness. And I think that that's so much a part of this program. If you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths, then this is the program. And it's all about that willingness, became willing in so many ways. And it's for me just kind of putting down the ego and the like, why do I have to go to that person? And putting all that aside and saying, I can do this. And I loved how you framed it because it's like, if you can make it logistically clear and not make it this big thing, pie in the sky, just, you know, find the phone number, find the email, write down what it is that you need, make it really clear and concise. It makes it doable. So I think that that's a brilliant suggestion. And I do think that if, you know, and, you know, they can be done in a myriad of ways. There's some people where I think, like, write a letter and mail it. Can you email? You know, can you call them? And I, it can be, but in all of those instances, I encourage you to write out what it is that you want to say. Get really clear before you actually go to step nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And in fact, you know, I I, I saw my Al-Anon sponsor on this past Saturday night, and I stopped working with her at step eight. I couldn't get to step nine. I just stopped and she was like, and I, and I was kind of joking and I introduced her to somebody and I said, this is my Al-Anon sponsor. I said, I only got to step eight with her. And she's like so sweet. And she was like, you know, some people, you know, are ready to do the work, you know? And I was never willing to kind of do the work because for me, it was my ego that I didn't do anything wrong. 
there was nothing for me to apologize for. And that just was where I was at at that time in my life. And that now I have a new uh, view on that. So It isn't, you know, I I don't want to trivialize this and make it sound like it's, you know, easy. Because it's not. You know, calling somebody up or, you know, doing a direct amends face-to-face is, um, it's not for the faint at heart. However... It, I don't want to trivialize it because it. sometimes when we talk about it, we make it sound like it's so easy. And, you know, we make it sound like it wasn't hard for us. And it is, you know, it's not, you know, making the list and even sitting with your sponsor and deciding what you're going to do. It This is not for the faint at heart. It's, you know, it can be, it can be challenging. However... There is the other side of this. And on the other side is it, step nine. It says, the promises say before we are halfway through. That's when the promises start coming. And it's like across the board. Every sponsee that I have worked with has had some type of awakening, peace, serenity. Once right. they finish their, get halfway through their step nine. You don't even have to finish it. <laughs> well, that's right. This I was like, halfway I through. Yeah, yes. it was like, okay, I got what I needed Well, to from get. you, like, if you're going to do step eight or get to step eight and then not go through step nine, um, you know, it's like you're, you're digging and you, you're, you're mining for gold and you know it's there and then you quit and you're like three feet from gold. You, you you quit before the miracle. Right. You know, and that's what this is, is it's, it is the, you know, it's the end of the marathon. You're getting really close and it's, it, it, it can be strenuous. Well, and I'm always excited when I get to this point working with the sponsee because I'm like, listen, you know, after nine, it's like 10, 11, 12. You're like, you know, you're almost done. You're in the home and stretch. And 12 is a beautiful, beautiful, so beautiful. beautiful experience so beautiful but i wanted to read this paragraph it's on page 91 it's from the text and this is just what we were talking about as we considered our wrongdoings towards others closing the books on the side of the ledger that said owed to us we saw that we owed a great deal to others in the amends department even as victims we had done much harm cluttering the lives of those around us with our own sickness sometimes crowding out the possibility of their finding more honest relationships elsewhere. We saw that we had made something trivial of love with our long list of those whose names we didn't even know, cheating them and ourselves of anything authentic or genuine. We saw especially how our dishonesty and deception had led everyone in our lives to expect from us what we could not or would not deliver. We had been masters of false advertising. And I remember when I read that, it made me think of what my therapist had said to me, that the reason that I choose unavailable people is because I'm unavailable. And when he said that to me, it was like a paradigm shift. That's the phrase for it. It just rocked my world. And I was like, what do you mean I'm unavailable? No, no, I want this guy. Mm And the truth was, is that if he were an authentic, if he had come to me and said, I want an authentic relationship with Melody, you probably I love would have, you. You probably would have like freaked out. Run for out. the hills. 
What are you kidding me? I don't want to be with you. It was like, what happened to you? You know, I wanted to say something too um, before we close about the um, putting yourself on the list um, because we do forget that. We, you know, I always make sure that um, after, at the end of, uh, you know, doing a step, a fifth step with someone is like, okay, where are you on the list? Before you get six, you got to do you. And then the same thing is true with eight and nine. You know, you've got to do you. And um, that too can, it's, it's a, it, it can be, you know, a stretch to be willing to make changes, to create, to promise yourself, you know, to stand up for the little girl inside of you or, you know, to keep, to use your voice or, you know, to be honest, to become available. You know, I'm going to open myself up for love again. You know, it can be effort, but it is part of the program and it is worth it. It's so worth it. And one of the things that I do for myself, like, you know, we're jumping, I'm jumping a little bit to nine, you know, uh, that, you know, what I do for myself is I let myself off the hook. I just, you know, say, just let it go, Melody. Like, it's okay. Like, if I make a mistake at work. And I, I carry it. I'll carry it home or I'll carry it. You're still the next doing day. it. You're and working like, it. Oh. Yes. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did this. Yeah. Just stop. Don't look at it. Oh, yeah. I did this. Oh, yes. I just let it go. My God. You're like, you know, I, I have to remember. Like, so you want to punish yourself. Yeah. I'll get you the stick and you That's can right. beat yourself. <laughs> Lash myself. Uh, and, and it was sort of like, you know, I don't need anyone else to make me feel badly. I'm like such a, do such a great job of it myself. And so I was like, lay that down. You don't need to keep, you know, uh, hashing it. So that's one of the things that I've done for myself around these steps. And, uh, and then I wanted to just finish up uh, the last paragraph around step eight is about us turning to God. And what we say is, I am not responsible for the conditions which created me. Like we were talking earlier about how you learned that. You are, I am not responsible for the conditions which created me, but I am willing to try to be responsible for myself. Help me to be willing to make right what I have done to each and every person in my life. So, I never, I mean, is there an eight-step prayer in AA? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But this is like a SLAA prayer. Yeah. So, I love that prayer. You know, help me to be willing to make right what I have done uh, to each and every person in my life. And so, saying that, I think, is, is part of that, you know, become willing process. And, uh, and so this is one of the meteor steps, like eight and nine. You know, they're all good. They all have their gifts, but this is a good one. It is. So I propose um, next month, the first uh, recording of September, we do number nine. I we love do it. step nine. Well, we've already done that because you went through helping we make did. amends We did, we did, but I think more on a general, okay, you good. know, because yeah, we did specific. it just with yours and now, right. there was some family of origin stuff in there and yeah. things like that. But I think it's good for us to like, you Every know, to, to work a step and how we work it with someone and, you know, to give you guys some, you know, feedback. I, uh, every step that I have learned how to work with a sponsee, I have learned in a meeting or someone did it with me. 
And so maybe there's someone in a remote area. Maybe, you know, you're, you're newly sponsoring someone. You don't have any, you know, instructions on how to do that. And so we can offer that once a month. We can give you, you know, how we work a step with someone. And there's also a great text. It's a workbook, the Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous workbook, which has a lot of good exercises in it that I love. And then there's a new thing that I got, I don't know, from TD. Do you know? It's not conference approved yet. It's not yet, conference approved. But they, but it might be because, about. yes, it might be because it is being voted on last week. They, they, end, what is t- they end today. They come back today from the Oh, I have money AM. to contribute so, to that, so I've got some money for that. Yeah, so they're like, it, it, soon, it could be. soon you will have a sponsor workbook. Fantastic. And everything will be in there on how to, you know, and a lot awesome. of my, my stuff is in there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, made it in there, so. Yeah. Look, I'm so excited. I know. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And as usual, you can reach out to us via our Facebook page. Just go and search for Sober Sisters Talk. We you also, can email us at uh, sober sisters talk at gmail.com. And then we have a web page, www.sobersisterstalk.com. And all of our web all of our podcasts are on that on that web page. So if you're looking for something specific, you can go and look, or if you just want to listen to us all day, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> or some people listen to us two or three times each and, one. And, and we that's just appreciate too. all of you. And if you have any feedback, it could be anything at all. You're welcome to email us and um, give us some feedback. If you want to ask a question, suggest a topic, we're open. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you.